What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Let's get ready to rumble! Zinger Nation what is up zinger nation we have a packed show today as always joining us in a couple minutes will be frank curzio from wall street unplugged we're going to knock out some trade ideas check out some stocks um after that we have golden matrix ceo brian goodman joining us to talk about some breaking news the company released this morning um and then after that we got options mike coming on and talk some options uh so without further ado let's uh go ahead and bring frank on and we're going we're gonna to get straight to the trade ideas. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Frank, how we doing? Good. How's it going? How's everything? Good, good. You had a nice vacation last week? Uh, very nice vacation. Very needed vacation. And now happy to know that the kids are back in school just like every other parent. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so tell me what's on your radar today. Uh, there's a couple of stocks, right? We just went through earnings season and you get to see a lot of what companies are doing, what they're predicted for the future. Uh, one company that took a giant leap forward is one that I gave to you probably the first week, maybe uh, I said about a month and a half ago when I was on the show. Uh, and that's RAP. Uh, so symbol W-R-A-P. And they have uh, the Bola device, which is something that, you know, this is a, I follow this company for a while. I actually got shot by this device. Uh, and it's an alternative to a taser. It's much, much safer. And the progress this company has made over the past two years have been incredible to the point where they had nobody using the, this device at all. Now they have, it went, just put in perspective, about five months ago, they had about 125 police departments, law enforcement agencies using this product, uh, testing the product. Now they have over 800. Uh, they just came out with their quarterly earnings. And you know, the negative part of this is, you know, it's a $300 million plus market cap. We want to see revenues. I was in Taser for a long time. I followed that trend for a very long time from the single digits when it changed the name to Axon and how this process goes. It goes by police stations have to be testing this device. Once they test it and you get through that process, then the orders are coming in. They just received their biggest order to date, uh, which is about 1,500 bowler wraps and accessories. It was an international order. Internationally, it's a lot easier, less bureaucracy in terms of getting through the police department, getting orders, but they're starting to get tons of orders. If you look at their website as well, you're starting to see wraps get filmed through cameras like crazy, and it's just showing how, uh, listen, no cop wants to pull out their gun and shoot somebody. Uh, nothing happens. Nothing's good. You look at both sides on a political aisle, agree. This product is very, very hot right now. It, it's People, the politicians are talking about it a lot, and the fact that we went from less than 400 agency tests into over 800 in this quarter – and you're seeing these orders come in. This is the stage right now. This is the inflection point where you're going to start to see orders come in. They're starting to come in, and more and more people are getting familiar with this device, where I wouldn't be surprised in about two to three years you see this on the majority of the belt of police officers around the country and around the world. So this is kind of, as you said, a, a Taser competitor, mm -hmm. but you think the product is a little bit be better than Taser? Well, the thing is, this is the, a non-lethal product. Taser is a less than lethal product. So Taser, when you pull out your Taser, and this is mostly used for uh, 
you know, people who are have mental problems. And that's a lot of people out there when it comes to police calls, where one in four in New York are, are mentally uh, problems about mental people where, you know, they would just come out, they'll charge a police officer and come them use a taser. If that results in somebody dying, that's an automatic huge, huge, huge lawsuit for, for the police department. Not only that, when you take out the bullet wrap, you're wrapping a person up. I got wrapped by this. It shoots like a gun. It sounds like a gun. It stuns you. And before you know it, you're wrapped up and police are jumping on you. And what do you have? You have something that's safe, much, much safer. You never want to see anyone get killed. Sometimes police officers are put in that situation. This removes that situation. This helps everyone. And if you want to see exactly what I'm talking about, just go to the website because now it went from, you know, a few of these wraps going on camera to hundreds of them. And you're going to see why that this device is going to really, really start selling. uh, And police officers, police law enforcement officials are really going to stop buying this thing. So how did you get uh, shot by one? Did you know you know someone at the company? Yeah, I know the executive chairman who was backing this company who talked to me about it, and I loved it. I loved the story, and I went to his apartment, which was uh, you know a penthouse apartment in New York City, and I also interviewed several chiefs of police, including the chief of chief of police, and I did this whole entire thing on it where it, it got to me emotionally because I saw the police where it wasn't, hey, we're going to make money off this thing. They were in the field for 30 years, and they knew if they had this device, it would have resulted in fewer deaths, fewer injuries. Uh, and just that's what really, really convinced me where, wow, this this is much, much deeper than just a stock and much, much deeper than, than, than making money on it, which we all want to do. And that's why I'm on the show. But when you see a product that actually saves lives, that actually makes sense, it checks off all the boxes. Both sides want it. Democrats, Republicans are lobbying it. You know, the president heard of it. He's mentioned it before. Trump has mentioned it before. Uh, you're going to see uh, this product rolled out a lot more. But just getting shot by that device being one of the first, which the executive chairman told me you're probably crazy to get shot by the device then because <laughs> it was their first edition. But we got it on camera. is really cool. You can see that on our website at uh, curseyourresearch.com. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very familiar with the product. But now they definitely had an inflection point, and I think now is a great time to buy. Yeah, we got Tony uh, Tony Toledo in the chat saying if it really works, looks great. Looks like it would certainly help the cops. Um, so yeah, I, I like the story here. The chart, um, I'm looking, it looks like we were bouncing off this support of about five bucks for a while, mm-hmm. for a few months. And now we kind of, we broke out all the way up to near $10, but it came down and now it's up at this uh, $8 level. So and might- the, this level here that you're seeing too, that that's moved up on, it's moved up on news, right? Which, which is great to see. It's, you know, the quarter, the quarter came out, it, you know, sold off a little bit and then went up the, the, the same day, you know, which is people said, Hey, this is a great buying opportunity. That was the number to me. Every company has a number. I mean, if you're looking at Disney today, it's going to report. It's a subscriber number everybody wants to see, right? It's not necessarily earnings because their earnings in Disney aren't going to go back to, to pre-COVID levels until 2023. One of the few consumer companies uh, in ESP 500. But uh, that's the number you want to look at. You know, it just there's different numbers to look at what it is. It could be as simple as earnings and whatever. For wrap, the number you want to look at is the number of police departments that have this, that are using it, that are testing it, because that's going to lead to more and more orders. And that number went up tremendously this quarter, which is going to lead to more orders than it already has. And that's why you're seeing this thing start to ramp higher. Got it. And then, and then uh, NCAL is asking a good question in the chat. Is this, Could this be a potential buyout for Taser? Um it's funny you say that because the person who is running this company is the brother of the person who runs Axon, which is Taser, uh, Tom Smith. So he is running this company. And, you know, I don't know how the relationship between them and how if they get along or not, but that could, I mean, take that wherever you want to go, right? Yeah, but I the think fact uh, that, the yeah. Axon's guy name is Rick Smith. So that's his brother. Uh, yeah, so this had, is his brother. Yes. We've had Rick and, on the stream before. He's a good guy. 
and they have uh, other people as well uh, through through Taser, and, and this has helped out tremendously, right? Because Taser rolling out, again, I've been through that growth, and it, it was like this, exactly what you're seeing here, like this, right? Because it's very lumpy, and you know, Taser figured it out, and that the body cameras really accelerated that stock and went through the roof and cloud and stuff like that for Taser. But seeing how this stock is trading exactly like that and having that management team that made the same mistakes and understands how to get this in front of more and more police forces and, and law enforcement officials – uh, it's been a big help. It's accelerated the growth. And instead of taking five, six, seven years like Taser did, it's probably going to take like three or four. And we're in like that third year right now. I think you're really going to see that explosion. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely going to add this to my watch list. I like the story. Uh, the chart looks like it had some good support levels that could make for some good trades. Um, but mm -hmm. do we have anything else on your radar? Yeah, yeah. Listen, <sighs> I just traveled. Uh, if you're looking, I've been traveling you know, in the U.S. I've been traveling internationally because it's really tough to get back in and you don't want to get COVID because you got to stay there for another two weeks. But when I see what's going on in terms of Boeing, the numbers that Boeing put out were amazing. I'm not telling you to buy Boeing here. Uh, anyone can buy Boeing. But you're seeing the max plane. I went to visit that facility. I do a lot of boots on the ground research. I went to the Everett Washington facility. If you ever get a chance to go there, it's a, it's, it's assembly line of airplanes, the biggest building facility in the world. You could actually get lost for a week in there and somebody wouldn't find you. That's how big it is. I'm not kidding. Uh, the max plane had its problems 2019. Then we had COVID and we've seen flights come down. Flights are absolutely jammed. The U.S. is doing fantastic. Companies are talking about the Delta virus saying that it's having no concerns. I just took my kids to Disney recently. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. To Universal Studios. Uh, it was jam-packed. And you're seeing more of these orders come in. They're going to come in because the Max plane is the best plane on the market. It's fuel efficient. It saves a ton of money. It makes, It's going to make, and margins going to increase dramatically, but they've had problems. Now the Max is back on the market. You're seeing flights, no matter where you're going to the airport, they're all jam-packed. A lot of these fleets are old. You're seeing these orders start to come in for Boeing. One of the best players of a nuts and bolts company that, that few people heard of is called Ducommon. The symbol's DCO. It's a major supply to Boeing, specifically the MAX planes. China, over the next few months, is expected to approve as well and go through that whole regulatory process and say the MAX is okay. You're going to see orders for these flights explode. Just for this, for the MAX planes alone, the single aisles, there was 5,500 orders pre-COVID. You're going to see this thing ex explode now. So they're already getting a big backlog. More and more orders are going to come. And now that it's got that approval and it went through the regulatory process, and now that COVID Look, it could take two months, five months, six months, whatever, for internationally for this thing to open up. But you're going to open up. And uh, these orders are coming in. Ducommon is a really good way to play it. I've learned over my 30-year career, listen, the nuts and bolts plays are, are lots of times are better than owning the the actual stock uh, in terms of Boeing. And, and a good example of that is, is Apple and some of the some of the companies that supply, uh, you know, the iPhone, uh, you know, whatever. If it's Broadcom, those tend to outperform the bigger company. But this is a way to play it. It's a name that no one's really talking about. If you notice Ducommon, it is trading near its highs too. So I think it's going to go a lot higher. You know, you see, the, uh, you know, it looks like an expensive stock. It's not. It's an inexpensive stock, right? You see $60. However, this is only a $600 million company. I think this thing could really, really go through the roof as more orders come in. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the chart right here. It looks like we were trading sideways for the better part of a year. Mm -hmm. Got up to some previous all-time highs of about $65. The company actually has earnings coming out today. Uh, mm -hmm. Conference call scheduled at 5 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, Under the radar, you probably won't see reporting on your sites like Bloomberg and, and, and Briefing or even on CNBC if you watch TV or Benzinger and stuff like that because it's such an under-the-radar company that nobody really talks about. You probably have to go in and see those earnings. I wouldn't be surprised. What you want to look at is – the current earnings, we'll see. This is based on orders over the past quarter. I'm sure it's going to be a good number. But wait till you hear them talk about the future. And I think all these companies are going to be talking about the future in terms of the airline industry, the travel industry. They're all going to have you know, optimistic outlooks because everything's returning back to normal. And, you know, and you're hearing that from the companies, even with the scary part of people trying to scale with Delta and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at this, I mean, I, I love the shovel plays. I love, as NCAL saying in the chat, the thing behind the thing, one of Jason's favorite mm -hmm. Uh, phrases just talking about finding the things, mm -hmm. you know, you know, if we're looking for Boeing to to really put out more planes and stuff, we want to go to this company that's going to be able to explode more than Boeing will because it's a smaller mm -hmm. company, as you said. Uh, so I love the shovel plays, love the thing behind the thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely going to watch for earnings today. Um, adding this to my watch list as well. Again, ticker DCO. Um, all right, so we we went through wrap, we got to DCO. Uh, what's next on the watch list? Uh, so I would say I'm going to give you a short here. A short that I like is GM. And the numbers that came out weren't as good. They weren't as good as Ford. I think Ford could be a short as well. Uh, if you notice these companies are coming out, their numbers are better expected because they're just super conservative from the analyst perspective. But GM dealers that I'm hearing from, and this I'm hearing from, from numerous sources. Again, I do a lot of boots on the ground research and have great sources. Uh, especially through my podcast, Wall Street Unplugged, have everyone emailing me all the time in different industries. But uh, when you're seeing with GM and you go into a dealership to order a car, you, they're telling you they're not really taking orders right now because they can't fulfill them. And you're looking, if you want a car to your spec, and when I say you just want a car a certain color, uh, if you have to order, it's going to take nine months. They're going to tell you four months, five months. GM is a lot worse than Ford, but there's a reason why Ford and also GM are talking up their EV portfolios because – they're looking at major declines. And this is supposed to end and start getting better. And if you look at the statistics, if you look at the suppliers, if you look at the chip research and things that I look at, you're seeing that it, it hasn't bottomed yet. It's, it's still getting worse. Uh, and that's going to lead to fewer orders. So what are you going to do? You're going to go into GM and say, hey, I want to buy a new car for this year. And you know, it's 2021. And you're not going to get it to 2022. Well, maybe you want to 2022. So that's why these guys are talking about their EV portfolio. Yet their EV cars aren't entry. You know SUVs and the mock, you know, for for uh, for for Ford, they're not coming out till later on, and a lot of these aren't going to be available to after three years from now. Some of them will, but most of them aren't. Uh, I think it's a good short here. I can't see their numbers being that great uh, going forward, and th the company right now should not be trading, you know, in shades of its all-time high, at least all-time of restructuring high. But you look at GM and Ford, I think they're both sells here, but GM really underperformed when you're looking at Ford's results. And the EV stuff, it's exciting. They're doing what Tesla did, where they're taking pre-orders of pre-orders and putting down a couple hundred dollars or a thousand dollars for the car. That's kind of a sign saying that you know they're looking for ways to generate revenue. The marketing teams are doing great talk about EV. And I'll be honest, I am not sold on EVs. You're asking people, someone's followed trends for a very, very long time, okay, uh, and getting in early and going to some electronic show every year for like the last 10, 12 years, other than last year due to COVID, which was canceled, it was virtual, it was horrible. But you're asking people to do something, and it's an extra step. It's different. You're asking them to learn something new. Uh, you're going to have people going to buy EV cars, but for, to go all in and have your whole entire fleet, which GM and Ford are talking about, to EVs, 
it's a big ask when it's very easy for anyone listening to this. You all have gas pumps within a mile of your house. You can go fill up. It's very easy. This is a whole learning curve. Uh, when you make things easier for people, that's when you see wide adoption. This isn't easier for people. People have to learn how to charge their cars. What's the mileage? Where's the infrastructure going to be? What places do I have to go? Whenever you add an extra step, this is marketing 101. Whenever you add an extra step to anything, you're going to see a huge drop off in customers. These guys are going all in. I think it's a big industry. I don't think it's anywhere near these guys are talking about. And I'll be surprised if Ford and GM really, you see them four or five years ago, those numbers are going to come down tremendously in terms of EV vehicles. It's going to be, it's, it, you're going to see it get adopted. It's getting adopted now. You see Tesla's everywhere, but I don't see it to the point where 30, 40, 50% of fleets are going to be EVs uh, over the next 10, 15 years. I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to take a, take a lot of time for that change to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look a little toppy here in the chart. looks like we could come back down to this previous support level of $40. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I like this. I like this as a trade idea, a, a short on G at least in the interim until, um, you know, we see that semiconductor shortage get figured out and we can see these, these car companies start producing cars uh, more in line with how they would like to. And that's um, the thing. I mean, with, with, with GM and Ford, they're trading on the assumption that this is a short-term problem. And I thought it was going to be short-term. But if you really look at all the sources, all the good sources out there, it still hasn't bottomed uh, in terms of the supply shortage, in terms of figuring out. It was supposed to be good. It's supposed to be okay and start getting a lot better. And it's not. It, these guys are still not taking orders. They still have plants that are shut, which is surprising. And until I get more clarity on that, it'll be better. But for now, what are you going to sell? I mean, EV vehicles, a lot of them, a lot of good ones aren't going to be available for a few years. That's why they're talking it up so much. It's a hot story. It's great. We see what Tesla's valuation is because of EV. I get it from a marketing perspective, but people are looking at the numbers of Ford and GM, and they just don't make sense right now. Got it. Yeah. So we we went through RAP. We went through uh, Boeing mm-hmm. and DCO. And now we're checking out GM as a short. Anything else uh, we're looking at today, Frank? Uh, that's basically it. So those, those are three issues. We covered, if you uh, listen to my latest podcast, which is on Wednesday, I covered another 20 suppliers to Boeing. And I like giving uh, you know lots of ideas on my podcast. You can go see www.wsupodcast.com. But I like giving lots of ideas out there. So Duke Common was one. Looking at all the suppliers, I think that's one of the best names. Of course, I could be wrong. There could be others. And this one might go up 20 30% compared to others that go up 50 60%. Who knows? But I give a list of about 20 other names, and you can really look at that. I mean, you really want to dig deep. When you find a stock that you like, you always want to look at its competitors first before you even buy that name because you might find something that's cheaper, that's growing faster, where insiders are buying. So you know, try to do all of your homework. Just because you like an idea in a certain sector – there could be something else within that sector that offers a lot more value and uh, a lot more return uh, for your dollars. So, uh, and that's what we do. And, and you'll find another 20, I think about 15, 20 new names that we uh, have suppliers at Boeing as good place. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.